Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast, Working Smarter and Harder. Again, I am your host, Jonathan Rogers. Um, today, we have a very special guest. We have an uh, interview with um, Blair Chapman. He is a um, he is a full-time athlete. He recently competed at the Granite Games and the Regionals this last year, um, uh, the 21, 2021 season. Um, he did receive an injury, and uh, fortunately, that kind of worked out in my favor because it gave me an opportunity to actually be able to spend some time with him and talk about some things with him. And uh, so I was very fortunate to have an ex- access to this interview today. Um, if you guys would like to go and check out his Instagram, he is uh, posting new content all the time. He is um, a very wholesome athlete. Him and his fiance both um, are both doing a lot of good work within the CrossFit space and are both uh, training uh, to be competitive right now. Um, but if you want to kind of follow their story and kind of uh, know a little bit more about them, um, you can find uh, his Instagram handle is uh, the Blair Wolf Project, um, and that is uh, without spaces. Uh, it is T H E B L A I R W O O F P R O J E C T. You can find him on Instagram there. Uh, go check out some of his stuff. He's got some really stuff, g- cool stuff going on, um, and I know that he does programming for athletes as well. Um, anyways, uh, without further ado, here's the interview that we had today. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for being willing to meet with me this morning. I really appreciate it, uh, taking some time. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the things that really helps me when we start to go through this is I kind of create some bullet points and that kind of helps me stay on track. So I've got some questions written out for you and I figure we'll just kind of let the conversation flow as much as we can and just keep it nice and light. Um, so first things first, um, I, I know a lot about you just from kind of the conversations that we've had and kind of because I've been following you for a while, but for some of my listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with kind of your background and where you're coming from, will you tell us a little bit of kind of about what it is exactly that you are, like kind of like what is, what is it that you are doing? What are you working on right now? And kind of what's your background within the fitness space? Okay, so right now I am a remote coach. I would kind of work under myself right now, and I'm also a full-time athlete. Um, For my remote coaching, I have about 20 clients right now, and they're all almost remotely, and then I have one person that I work with. I used to train in the gym. I'm not there anymore, so basically I have a perfect schedule right now. I can can do everything at home, go to the gym. Obviously, this is all – audio right you don't do video for this no no it's all audio okay. you're all good no worries well, the, the the athlete side of me right now i can't really do much i just had surgery last thursday and i'm waiting to get back to the training because i can't even squat right now i gotta wait for my stitches to come out but i am a full-time athlete and trying to compete as much as possible um right now we're on the men though yeah. Um, so it was, uh, was it, what was it? It was almost three to three or four weeks ago now that the injury occurred. Then four weeks. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So you, did you compete in the, uh, so you were in the granite games this year, you qualified through the open and through the quarterfinals to, and then through the semifinals, right. To go and compete at regionals this year. Um, and then uh, did you also compete in the rogue invitational this year? Or was it just last year as well that you did that? Technically, yeah, it was last year. Last um, year. Yep. And that, at the time, was also not in person. So it was like mm-hmm. a virtual event. Um, that was at the last gym I was at. 
Yeah. Nice. Right on. Um, anyway, so yeah, so you're currently recovering from a, was it a, it was a medial, uh, crucial ligament in the elbow, correct? That actually is what tore, uh, during yes. the snatching event. The UCL and the common tender flexor. Gotcha. Yeah. And so they predicted like 12 weeks or so for that recovery period. Is that what they were saying? They said five to six months. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully sooner than that, though, because I know yeah, that yeah. just from keeping up with the things that you've been working on, I've seen that you've been doing a lot of a lot of uh, cycling and a lot of biking and a lot of stationary biking. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of research to back up that there's that's the best way to help expedite any kind of recovery is to try and increase blood flow throughout the whole body. So I think that's awesome. And I hope it Absolutely. treats you well. Thank you. I hope yeah. Another side of that, too, we have a sauna here as well at my house. And I'm hoping nice. that helps it quite a bit too. Oh yeah. I mean, just any way that you can increase blood flow and try to help the area as much as possible is super, super important. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one of the questions that I had for you was um, when did you start, when did you transition to becoming a full athlete, like a full-time athlete? And what were you doing before that? Oh gosh. I, I, I don't know if there was ever like a, a legitimate transition, I guess. I started, so I started seven years ago. Um, I was, at, I was going to school at the time. As soon as I graduated, I think I was doing CrossFit for two, one or two years. Um, I moved across the state and I eventually started shadowing at a gym while I was training. And then eventually I just became a, a coach and an athlete. And I've kind of played that role for the last six years, five years, six years say That's five awesome. years um and then in february we left our gym so i guess i i guess you could say i'm a full-time athlete now because i don't have to worry about like another schedule no so, yeah yeah no that's right fair enough um yeah nice that's awesome um let's see and then other one that i had so does that mean that so if you said that you left the gym does that mean that you left like coaching at the gym and stuff like that because where are you guys working out now what space are you guys in now so technically we got fired <laughs> we got okay. fired we got fired from our gym uh, in february both being right with it and now we're driving 30 minutes north to another gym called fuel fitness and gotcha. they're a great gym um the downside what our house that we just bought in September is three minutes from our previous gym. Oh, <laughs> so, oh yeah. my goodness. That's the worst. Yeah. That sucks. I'm sorry yeah, about that. No, it's okay. It's it. I, I've talked to so many people about this. It's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It's I, I, I don't, I don't have to, cause I was, I, uh, I worked morning shift there. So I'd be waking up at like four 30 every morning. Oh man. And now that I don't have to do that, both means Rachel's schedules are on the same now. Oh, so, good. I would go to bed before she ever got home, you know, just because I had to wake up so early. But like, gotcha. it's, yeah, it's taking stress off me. It's taking nice. stress off her. Like, it's that's great. Good. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't always look good from the beginning. It's always a little mm -hmm. bit like, oh, uh, maybe like like oh, I can't believe this is happening. But uh, sometimes it really is a good thing when you have to make that transition. It's kind of forced sometimes, but good. I'm glad that it's treating you guys well. So yeah. with that being said, what does a normal day look like for you guys? Like Wednesday, like today, what would you guys, what does a normal day look for you, for you guys with training, like um, without the injury perhaps? Okay. Well, I was going to say with, with injury <laughs> or without injury. Um, generally Wednesday is actually a rest day for both of us. Oh, okay. um, I, like probably half a year ago, 
our coach switched our rest days from Thursdays to Wednesdays. Hmm. And I actually, I didn't like it at first, but then it like, it, it basically split up our work week. So hmm. it was like two days of work, have a rest day, two days of work and then the weekend. Whereas instead of three days of work, rest day, and then one day of work, like I actually, it, it grew on me really well. And I, I can prefer it now, but Wednesdays, wake up, make breakfast, hop on the computer, work on programming, work on learning. Um, and then honestly, the rest of the day is basically get stuff done that we don't have time for on the other days. Gotcha. So like random things like haircut, uh, go get air, like run errands, yada, yada, yada. Then, yeah. It's, it's usually a nice relaxing day. Nice. So. Yeah, that's interesting because I was going to say, because usually, I, I mean, like, especially within the CrossFit space, a lot of people take their rest day on Thursday, but I, that's mm -hmm. interesting. I, I haven't heard of that before, but I, I like that approach of doing it on Wednesday instead, because I've worked, I've had some work schedules like that, where you have a Wednesday off, but you work Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday, and it is yeah. kind of a nice break in the week. Yeah. I'd say if you, yeah, if you work a five day a week job, like Monday to Friday, it's, it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. So then moving on to like a Thursday, like one day, like of active training, what does that look like for you guys? Like, what is your schedule from like the start to finish? Is it like you guys go and start training first thing in the morning and all the way until the evening or. I'd say Thursdays, at least when we were training hard, it was, it was still a single session day. Um, usually we go, we wake up around seven to eight every morning. Uh, again, check out, check on programming, uh, we don't start training until about one or so. And then we'll stay at the gym until about six, usually come home, sauna, eat again, go to bed. Um, not super exciting, but yeah, like, that's okay. That's all right. That's at least before the injury on Mondays, we, we have an air runner in our garage. So that would usually be our first session. We probably rack up a few miles on there, rest like hour and a half two, <clears> then head up to the gym and do our second session. But besides that, besides training, either programming or eating. <laughs> it's so, true. It probably is one or the other, I would imagine. Um, so with eating, what is like, what is it, what does a regular day of like eating look like for you guys? Um, well, again, post-injury or pre-injury? <laughs> let's do, let's do pre-injury and then do post-injury and maybe see how it's changed a little bit. Uh, so pre-injury, I, I eat the same breakfast every day. You want me to go into details of the breakfast? Just a little just, bit, if you don't mind. If you don't mind going into just a little bit of detail, it'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, breakfast, I eat exactly the same every day. 150 grams of sweet potatoes. We have some zucchini for our vegetable. I have, depending on what part of the year I'm in, how many macros I get, I'll have either one to three eggs. Right now I'm at one. Um, and then I'll have some egg whites. So I hit my good protein numbers and I'll throw chicken sausage in there. And I, I've honestly been eating that same breakfast for like the last four years. That's awesome. <laughs> so, I think that there's something nice about having that consistency where it's just, you can guarantee it's the same thing every single day. And, and you yeah. like, so like, did you play with it a little bit and find out that that was something that worked really well for you? Like didn't affect you too much, like didn't weigh you down or anything else like that. It was kind of a nice way to start the day. Yeah. I would say back in college, I start like back in college, dude, I, I tried making like something like that, but I threw like, 10 different things into it and it's just like this big old bowl of like nonsense but <laughs> I, I've been like cheese beans other vegetables it's like and I just totally weed those out and tell this is like the perfect breakfast I'm a good combination oh. yeah nice. yeah nice uh second meal is probably around like 11 or 12 
it's usually rice, or at least right now, it's rice, turkey, and then another veggie, whether it's zucchini again or uh, green beans. Not, nothing wild. Yeah. Uh, post-training, we have a, depending on part of the year, if I'm training hard, I can throw quite a bit more right the post-training. We have a post-workout shake, protein and carbs. And again, depending on what I what part of the year I'm in, we'll throw in some Sour Patch Kids or something a little bit healthier like rice cakes or strawberries or something, nothing wild. Yeah. Fourth meal, usually rice and some sort of beef like ground beef or steak. And then the last meal is usually a free game of either stay healthy with more rice and another meat. Sometimes we'll do like yogurt and granola. Sometimes I'll do cottage cheese. It kind of depends on how good I was with the rest of the day, essentially. Yeah. So, how how well you're able to day. stick to a schedule. Yeah. Do you guys prepare your meals in advance usually, or do you guys usually make them within the same day? I make them more than Rachel does, I think. I make my, like, so in, if you walk into my fridge right now, um, like I have a whole Tupperware of sweet potatoes, of rice, of beef, of zucchini. What are you looking at? um but yeah no i have everything basically pre-made so when i want to eat i just put it all on the plate throw it in the microwave and eat it up except breakfast i always i always make breakfast on the stove so nice i would admit i would say it it probably with what you told me it probably comes better off the stove right away would be my guess but sweet potato and rice and stuff like that you can usually just pull out and it's usually good to go after a bit yeah yeah nice yeah besides that my Besides the last month of it just enjoying food for what it is, my diet's been pretty much the same for the last few years. Nice. I I think that's interesting because like, I think that people sometimes don't understand that there's so much value to be found within that kind of consistency where like, and and I think the other thing is too, is especially when people start looking at being competitive within a sport, they don't always understand that there is a lot of that kind of, it seems kind of mundane consistency, but it's really what helps produce the greatest results over time. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like it really hasn't fluctuated that much over the last four years, but you've had some really, really awesome accomplishments within the last year, the last six months like um, becoming the fittest in Wisconsin. I mean, like that was super awesome for the open and everything like that. Um, So I think it's really cool for people who are maybe new to the sport, people that want to start becoming competitive. I think it's really cool um, and important that they start to understand that there's a lot of that, a little bit of mundane consistency and having food prepped ahead of time to make that easier on a daily basis. I think that's really important. Oh, absolutely. Like I talk to people about like their food and stuff and they tell me how they don't have like any food prep. I'm just like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I just like my head's going to blow up. Like, I don't understand how, <laughs> I don't understand how they can just li- live off a whim. I'm like, it's because I've been doing it for so long. I'm like, how do you live? <laughs> how do you have time yeah. for anything? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other thing you said is that you, you guys, a sleep schedule changes a little bit. So how, how do you think that that has had an impact on you? Like, when did you start realizing that sleep was a really important thing for you guys? Well, so I've known that sleep is like huge for me. Um, back when me and Rachel first got together three, three years now, right? Yeah. Three years now. Um, I, I got a whoop device. Oh, okay. 
Do you have, do you have, do you ever used a whoop? I, I have not used a whoop, but I do know a good bit about it. I have done a little bit, quite a bit of research on it. Are you still using whoop right now? No. So no. three years ago, I used it for, well, Rachel got me, she started using it and she talked it up and then I started using it. I used it for about six months and then we both like started hating it. Like it's, I think it's a great device for trying to increase your sleep hygiene. But as a competitive athlete, it turned me into a psycho. Like if mm. I got, like, I, I would be in bed for nine hours, but it would say like, oh, you got seven and a half hours of sleep. And that would mentally like really fuck with me hard. Cause I'm oh, like, yeah, it's telling me I'm not recovered. I shouldn't go as hard in training today, you know? And like some people don't have that issue, but like that definitely messed with me quite a bit. So from that six months, I did everything I could to like try and get it as high as possible and like so and it sleep would rarely been, yeah sleep's always been number one for me like i try and be in bed for at least nine hours every night that's awesome yeah I, and i and i agree i i tried to use um a sleep tracker for a long time where same thing i would like i mean because most of my days are kind of like what yours used to look like where i'm getting up at 5 30 and i'm coaching mm-hmm. and then i'm working out afterwards or i'm training at 5 30 or whatever um and i was using an app and it was tracking everything uh while i was sleeping and it would show you like again, the quality of your sleep and the duration and stuff like that. It was like, okay, well you were in bed for eight hours, but you only slept for like five of those. And so yeah. I'd be like in the middle of a workout and I'm like, man, why am I dragging so much today? And it was like, oh, it must've been cause I apparently only slept for five hours last night. Mm-hmm. And same thing where like, it would just, it would screw with my brain all day long. And then now I'm at the point where I just quit using it because same thing where I was getting too obsessed with the numbers. I was too obsessed with like getting the green check mark every day. That was like, you're ready to go. And it was getting to the point where like I was, going way out of like um normal bounds just to get that green check mark so that i felt better about how my day was going and i think that for me it's kind of the same thing where i'm I'm less worried about the numbers now and i'm just more worried about getting to bed at a good time making sure that i'm having an appropriate um setup for sleep and then sleeping enough oh yeah yeah exactly like when i was coaching mornings too like because i was waking up at 4 30 like i'm like all right i have to be in bed by 7 p.m. like every night like even it, it made me it made it hard for me to enjoy weekends with Rachel too just because I'm like oh my god I'm staying up till nine o'clock that's gonna that's gonna throw my rhythm off <laughs> ah! you know but yeah you know, so yeah, no go ahead no I was gonna say I yeah I, I agree with you I think that there there is a lot of value in sleep but I think that um, unless you're somebody that doesn't like, I'm sure there's some people that can look at it and be like, ah, like, I'm not really so super worried about it. Like that, whatever, like not super worried about the number for the day. But I think that it's important to note that for most people, it's probably better just to focus on, on really trying to get to bed at a good time, getting good quality of sleep and not letting it impact the rest of your day, depending on what you get. Yeah, Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that you feel that way. Cause I, I was, I was going to ask actually about how you felt about whoop. Cause I've, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of our members that are like, yeah, I use whoop for like three months and I'm not trying to bash on whoop. I think that what they're doing yeah. is really cool, but um, I know that it has definitely uh, not, not, not exactly the, <laughs> the best uh, tool for me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, and you and Rachel just got engaged recently, correct? Yep. Back in February. Yeah. We got engaged in February, right? <laughs> yeah. 
I believe it was in February. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I just want to say congratulations for that. Uh, that's Thank awesome. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated our first anniversary just this last weekend. So. Oh, congrats. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I think that that's awesome. Um, so, uh, uh, what is it like having somebody that trains with you? Like that, like being in a relationship with somebody that's training almost exactly like how you are very similarly. Cause I know that she just had a competition in Texas here a little while ago. So what is that like, what does that look like for you guys that you guys are both working so closely together? Um, a loaded question i, I will say <laughs> not the last year and a half it's been great like it's it's very awesome to be able to share your passion with your significant other especially when your goals are completely aligned with each other mm. the only cons i would say is sometimes there's like these little mental battles between each other like trying like just trying to beat each other every now and then but besides that like it's great like we go like our, our schedule is exactly the same. Like we go to the gym at the same time. We eat around the same times. We go to bed at the same times. Like it's awesome. Um, like it's, it's great. She's my best friend, you know? Um, I will say when we first started dating though, I was her coach. Oh, really? I'm, yes. And that was a nightmare. <laughs> it was it was like impossible for me to switch roles with her between coach and boyfriend. And I, I could not do it. (laughs) That that just wasn't for me. Um, But now that we have the same coach, most of our training is similar. It's not exactly the same, but it's pretty similar most of the time. And it's great because we push each other in training, you know? Um, But no, I, I couldn't ask for anything better, you know, like. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's yeah, a very good dynamic. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've, I think that's interesting too, that you mentioned that you were coaching her first. And it's interesting to try and switch back and forth between those two roles. Cause I would agree that it is, it is rather difficult sometimes mm-hmm. to, to coach your significant other and try to give them the same, the exact same feedback that you would give a member that you have very little personal relationship with that it's easier yeah. to kind of point out flaws and stuff like that and have more of a more of a um i would say more of a critical discussion with them as opposed to with your yeah. significant other it's just it's just different um, mm-hmm. um what would you say would you say that it, it helps to to have somebody kind of help keep you accountable like especially on those days that are a little bit harder to get out of bed and get moving and or to eat the right things do you think that it helps sometimes kind of go back and forth where you guys have like your share of bad days and her share as well. It's kind of, it's, it's a good dynamic, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, I generally don't have too many bad days. I mean, I think I've had a little bit more now that my arm is incapacitated, but we generally keep each other up pretty well. Um, especially or one thing that we do at night when we're in the sauna is actually like kind of go over our day and talk about like the things that went well, like what we're proud of about training about outside of training uh, we're, we're we're a great couple like we're, we're like a power couple when it comes to that like it's it's great to have each other lean on absolutely that's awesome yeah and i i i think that that's so cool and i love your guys's like i i love your guys's dynamic as a couple and how you guys are working together and like i i rarely ever see like 
one without the other whenever you guys are training like it's either she's in the back of your videos or vice versa mm -hmm. like either or i think that that's super important especially for people who are like i mentioned earlier kind of getting getting new to this or getting started in this i think that it's super important that you have it doesn't have to be a significant other but i i think that you can agree with this that it would it helps so much to have somebody who's trying to accomplish the same things as you and is passionate about those same things and can help you maintain your schedule and stuff like that. Um, and I know that there's a lot of self-drive that has to come from it, but I think that it helps a lot to have somebody who you can work with and somebody that can be moving and doing the same things. Absolutely. Like, yeah, our schedule is so much the same that we, we got rid of one of our cars because we never used it anymore. <laughs> so That's we, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, Just didn't even yeah. need it anymore. Uh -huh. so. Nice um let's see uh i did have one question let's see um oh yes i wanted to ask i was just curious just wanted to pick your brain what is your what is your favorite movement and why within crossfit i suppose specifically uh, i feel like it's just been changing i don't know um i will say it was snatch <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully we'll get back to that at some point <laughs> yeah um you know, i I have this, you, you know what, like a few years ago, it used to be thrusters. Really? Like, yeah. Used, my favorite movement was thrusters because I was really good at them. Hmm. And then I, I guess like, because I was good at them, I didn't, like they weren't programmed as much or I didn't do them as much. So now I'm not as good as them as I used to be. So I don't, I don't know. I think, I think like muscle ups, honestly, muscle ups, chest nice. bars, like I'm really good at pulling movements. So. Nice. Yeah. But, that's awesome. I don't know. I don't have, I, I just love them all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to pick one. Yes. I understand. Yeah. I would agree. I, I like, I like a lot of the pulling movements as well. Um, and that's funny that you say thrusters. That's weirdly also my wife's favorite movement. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about it the other day and she was like, I really like thrusters. And I was like, you are one of the few. <laughs> Cause you yeah, talk to almost anybody in the space and most people don't like yeah. them, but yeah. Like, yeah, that open, like when the open workout pop, like the, that final open workout, mm -hmm. thrusters and pull ups, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. That's great. So, how was your guys' open season? Did you guys, were you guys competing at the gym that you guys are at now before? Were you guys doing anything at home, anything like that? So, we got, we were fired from the gym three weeks before the open. So, we're, we're out, luckily, able to go to fuel fitness and they like welcomed us in with open arms like they wanted us there and that was awesome like i'm so glad that we're there now um so it's three weeks for the open the very first week of the open that wall walks and double unders mm -hmm. <laughs> rich is like Ugh. Um, <laughs> for my video i upload or for the for the rules or whatever i uploaded my video instead of using a judge just because it was easier um and I guess on my standards for the lines, like you had to have one 10 inches from the wall mm -hmm. and about shoulder height away from the wall. Yeah, it had to be, ground. I think it was at whatever your sternum level is. Yeah. So I guess the day after the scores were due, some chick like watched my video and was like, hey, just so you know, your standards wrong. I'm like, what are you talking about? She wasn't, and she wasn't nice about it, but um. Oh. So the, the line that was away from the wall, the tape line, the farthest part of the tape line away from the wall 
or sorry, the closest part of it to the wall had to be 10 inches. Mm-hmm. And I actually did the, the farther part of the tape. So technically it was like about an inch off. Oh. And I was like, oh wow, my she God, was she oh was no. looking really hard. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it made I don't think it made much of a difference. But um so I messaged CrossFit HQ about it and like, oh I don't want this to come back and haunt me, whatever. And then they watched the video and like all right, like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, you clearly were able to, like, you had the capacity, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then that that was the first stress we opened. Oh, my goodness. So the Just right out, week, the, right out the gate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. The second week, I was sick. Like, I don't know oh, if it was, like, the flu or just allergies or what, but it was the dumbbell snatch and for mm-hmm. the box jump overs. And, yeah, we were both, yeah, we were both sick that week. I did like a warm up round and like I felt like dizzy. I'm like, oh no, this is good. <laughs> but then I guess as I don't know if it was adrenaline or what, I did the workout and I I guard by like 20 or 30 seconds from 2017. Like I'll take it, I guess you know. And nice. the third third week went great. I was feeling better, performed how I wanted to, so that went well. Nice. Um, the quarterfinals came around. That was really fun. Didn't have any issues with that. So it was yeah. all good. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what was, uh, what would you say whenever you have that kind of stuff like that, that comes to kind of, that's, that's not really within like the gym, like stuff that you don't really have a lot of control of what's kind of your mentality with that kind of stuff. Is it kind of like, does it really irritate you or are you kind of more the like, okay, it just is what it is. We're just going to keep moving on from here. I'm more of the, it is what it is kind of person. Like I, it takes a lot to really hang me up on something. Um, I've had like the last few years, I've had a really good mindset about that kind of stuff. Like you just got to move on and focus. Like I, I'm someone who always like focuses on the future and I don't really think about the past. Like I f- honestly forget a lot of stuff anyways. So that's why I focus on the future. But um, yeah, no, like when we got, like when we left that gym, like, I think I was stressed out for a week, but then I was like, well, we got a new place. Like let's, let's make the best of it, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, like, and that's the way that you have to look at it too. And I think that was one of the things that like, when I heard about your injury, I was feeling really bad for you. And I was just thinking about how, how there's a lot of people that would have reacted in a much worse way and would have been much, much more, I want to say, um, they would have held on to it for a lot longer, but I was going to say that I was just really impressed by the way that you responded to it and that you handled it because I know that it was really tough with it, especially being on the first day. Um, mm. I can, I, I can't even imagine how frustrating it would be, but I just wanted to commend you because I thought that it was awesome the way that you approached it and the way that you are handling it. There's so many people that would get hung up on it. They'd be like, I'm done forever. Or like, I'm not going to keep working on this or whatever, but I just think that it's, I just wanted to say, I, commend you highly for the way that you've responded to something so frustrating thank you um like i I, i'll I'll go into a little more detail on that too so right right when the injury happened i kind of like like did you you watch the video i I have i've watched it probably too many times i was watching i just yeah (laughs) so as soon as soon as it happened like i fell and i rolled and i kind of sat up i looked at my arm like oh I'm done for the weekend. Like I knew it instantly, instantly, because there were there were so many pops in my arm and just like how swollen it instantly felt. I'm like, oh, oh man, I'm done. I'm just like, what do I do? I was like, they helped me walk off the field and stuff. 
and my coach, he comes down, he comes down and finds me. Like we go into the locker room where the uh, medical staff is and they're kind of telling me like, they're trying to figure out what it is. And like, yeah, it's probably, you know, probably tore this or it might not like it might be partially torn. He's like, if you, if you like, basically he was talking to me, like, like thinking I might want to go back out and compete. Like, <laughs> Hey, like if you do it, like, you know, like, it could be torn. Like if you go out there, like even doing like, like a pull up or something will probably like make it worse. Like it'll feel bad. I'm like, no, I know I'm done. It's okay. <laughs> like, I know. You don't have to try and make me feel better. I, 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 I yeah, get it. <laughs> um, and like, I was in there, I was like my coach, Mike, like he, like, I think he was more devastated than me, honestly. Like he had like, like just like a poker face on the entire time. Um, <laughs> I was just walking out of the locker room. I was talking to a few of the athletes like Chandler Smith and stuff. And like, they're just like, Oh my God, like, I'm so sorry, dude, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a sport. It happens. Like I get it. And you know, this is like 20 minutes after it happens. And then me, he, Mike takes me outside because we're about to walk back to everyone. He's like, Hey, like if you need a second, like take your time. Like if, if you're upset, like just like, let it out. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if he was like, he's like all right oh, wanting something more 20 minutes like do you want to cry or something i'm like no i'm fine so as we walk back up towards the bleachers like my whole little posse is waiting for me and rachel like sees me coming up and then she walks over to me and she just starts bawling i'm like come here it's okay like, <laughs> like i was consoling her about it <laughs> so no i was uh i don't know like instantly like i know like yeah i'm injured but it could be worse. Like it could, it could be so much worse. Oh yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I have like such a good life right now. Like I'm so grateful for what I have. Like I can work from home. I, we can train whenever we want. Like this is not something to be upset about. Yeah. Know? And it's um, super temporary too. I mean, because this doesn't exactly. eliminate your next season either. I mean, like exactly. it's, it's a bummer that it happened now. Like when we could, mm-hmm. you could have had the rest of your weekend, but you have until what is it february late february and march again to restart your season exactly. so you've got yep. a whole whole almost a year ahead of you which is exactly. yeah i mean that's that's a great way to look at it i mean like and that's what i talk about on our podcast all the time is just talking about how like there there's such a mental like there's so much more of a mental part of the sport and of just exercise in general that people don't even realize and we really want to work towards getting to the point where we can handle these kind of obstacles in a really, really positive way, because that's the way that we have to look at it. I mean, that there is always another season that's going to be coming up and there's always an opportunity to work on something else. Like you said right now, like, and you keep on putting in your post that says you're bulletproofing your legs. I mean, like what a great way to approach this situation to say like, Hey, like I'm out of commission for a little while in my upper body, but why don't I take this opportunity to make my lower body as strong as possible? I mean, what a great way to approach that. And I, I'm, I'm totally positive and sure that in the next season, you will notice how that has affected everything that you do with your lower body. I'm sure. Like I will say the only thing that's been very frustrating is the fact that it was the very first event of the weekend <laughs> and I didn't get to showcase any of my skills like that I've been working on for the last two years, yeah. you know, and that's the only frustrating thing. Like just seeing all the highlights from all these other semifinals, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. it was so close. Yeah. yeah. 
So. Yeah, but I, I guarantee that with, especially with how far you've come and what you're still working on, I, I guarantee it's it's going to come around and you'll have another opportunity to do so. And how much were you snatching when it happened? The week before I hit 295. 295. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Was it 275 then that caused it or was it 295 again? So I opened up at 275 and I caught it a little bit, like a little wobbly. The next 20 second interval I hit or I was going for 290 and I missed it and then I went for it right away again in that 20 second interval and I pulled it over pulled and it went behind me and I think trying to save it a little bit like I heard two pops I was like oh shit that's not good so I went down five pounds thinking that would make much of a difference I should have stopped (laughs) and like just whatever but um then I, I tried 285 and overpulled again and splat yeah i think i put i think two things of how that happened one i I put way too too much pressure on myself to hit 300 like Mm -hmm. even just hitting 275 on the first attempt put me in 15th place which is not bad at all no like i could have just like done 280 or 285 and been good on that solid you know yeah and then the other thing too, I haven't really talked to too many people about this, but in the warm-up, like, granted, I don't know how much control there really is with this, but in the warm-up area, we were on a very slight incline. So, hmm. like, the, like, if you didn't have the little rubber stoppers, the bar would oh. roll away. Interesting. Like, and that was in the field? That was actually where you – or was that in the warm-up area? You said? That was in the warm-up area. Interesting. So, I think – and I think that's why I kind of over a little I, bit? I never oh. over – I never over on my snatch i always fail forward so i don't know if that had anything to do with it but like i I, like i talked to some people about that and they're like oh yeah i mean you should have seen the warm-up areas back in 2012 when crossfit like you know when this (laughs) all like the regionals were newer and stuff and i'm like that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about this year i'm talking about right now (laughs) like i I don't want to say like i don't want to blame the event but in my head i'm just like i wonder if any of this would have ever happened if, yeah it's it's hard not to know, think about that kind of stuff you know yeah i don't know but i could also say too like where where i tore on both my arms the spot has been tight for the hmm. last you know four months and it's been that spot has been bothering my wrist hmm. for the last four months as well so I'm yeah. like, well, maybe it was just time you know <laughs> yeah I mean, that's the one thing that we do see, especially within the CrossFit space is like more than anything, we don't have people so much injuring themselves from like impact or anything else like that. Usually it's overuse. Usually it's just a lot of like repetition. I mean, I've got a buddy of mine um, on here. He and I did an interview probably about, I would say like three or four months ago, Um, but he's having to go get a surgery done on his left knee and it's a repeat surgery, but he had a meniscus tear um, Mm. and we were trying to talk about it. And I think that he has a little bit of a heel rise in his left foot when he squats and especially Mm. when he goes really heavy. And I think that we were talking about it and there's a little bit of just overuse injury there. So stuff that we can learn from that too, just as we look at these situations where there's just a lot of overuse in a specific area. And like, you probably snatch what two, three times a week. Uh, For sure. One, sometimes twice. Yeah. I would say there's definitely a lot of overuse because it's tough though, because it started bugging me around the open. And because we're mid season, you know, you just can't take like two weeks off, you know, to like, work on up, it. Up yeah. That muscle. Yeah. So it's just, 
either hope nothing bad happens or something something bad happens well because you guys didn't really have a lot of rest time either because you had the open for the three weeks and then the quarterfinals was literally like at the end of the week after and then is that correct i think i think it was i think you finished the third week and then you had one like almost a week maybe two weeks between quarterfinals and the end of the quarter finals two weeks yeah okay yeah but still in all things considered if you're going like as hard as you guys were for the open then that's not a lot of time for any kind of like proper like uh, mm-hmm. like time off between before starting up your next four or five or six events again and then you guys had semifinals after that yeah. So there was just a lot of, I mean, and there was, I was listening to a couple of people that were talking about it. There's just a lot of volume over a very short period of time. Yeah. And it's tricky too, because like it was the wrist issue only bothered me if I was like in a barbell front rack position or hmm. like snatching it like overhead, maybe handstand walk. Then besides that it was fine. So it's just like, do I just, you know, just kind of go deal with it, you know, but. Yeah. And injuries like that are difficult too. I mean, like, cause I had one that was going for a little while where my, any time that I was doing any kind of pulling um, or like receiving from like an overhead position, I would get a lot of like, uh, like elbow, uh, like almost like uh, flame up. And mm-hmm. it took a whole week of me doing no pulling and no like receiving and spending like every single day, like mobilizing it before that pain actually like went away. And so with your guys's position it was really difficult because you didn't have any time to like take a whole week off and do that because that week was super light for me i mean like it was just a lot of like squatting and like lots of like barely anything overhead and if it was it was super super light so yeah it's it was a very tough situation to be in so it may be a lot of different things that led up to it yeah absolutely yeah um let's see um what is what is something that you what what is a goal that you and maybe maybe you and rachel have within the next like two to three years what's something that you guys are shooting for what's kind of been your driving force for a lot of this for a lot of the things that you guys are doing it would be really cool to make the crossfit games that being said if i never made it i would also be disappointed um you know and Kind of like I guess that kind of brings up the question like you know like what's your why right um, I don't know like I, I think I just like I want to be really good and I I think that's just kind of built into me um, I just really love the sport you know I I think that's really what it comes down to like I used to think like oh like, I don't want to make my parents proud or my girlfriend proud or like I don't want to be successful and I'm like if I'm having fun and being able to live off of it, I would say that's pretty successful. You know? um, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. That I think that people often like kind of, they, they, they misunderstand like the, the definition of like success and happiness and stuff like that, especially with mm-hmm. today's world. I think that there's a lot of stigmatism around like, it's having money and a huge house and like having all the cars that you want and like whatever, whatever that looks like and traveling every year. But I think that more than anything, I think that it's having that fulfillment of getting to do what you love every single day and having all of your needs met and be doing it with people that you love. I think that that is a much more fulfilling um, uh, way to spend your life. And I think that the more that we try to help people understand that the the better that these generations to come will be as we start to try and kind of steer them away from needing all the fortune and fame. And for some people, maybe that is more of a route that they can take and they can find fulfillment through that. But I think that it's important that 
as a generation, we start to realize that it doesn't have to look like that. It can look like working from home and competing in a sport that you love or working on an activity or a project or something that you really care about and being able to pay your bills with that and being able to do it with people that you care about. Yeah. I will say even, even in the sport though, it doesn't pay off, you know, like for at least for most athletes, you got to have like some sort of other income unless you're at the very top of the sport or yeah. you have a bajillion followers on Instagram and sponsors are going to pay you, you know? So. Yeah. That's, I think that's important for people to pay attention to as well, especially within like the CrossFit space. Cause it, I, I think that it's gaining a lot of momentum, but I think that it's not quite there yet where like UFC and like where the like NFL and stuff is at where they'll sign a contract with the company and they'll make a million dollars for the next five years. You know, yeah. like you really have to be the absolute best within the space. Um, so I think that that's cool. Um, when did you start programming for people, for other people? About four years ago now. Okay. Um, so I started programming four years ago because I wanted, like, I was generally interested in it. I wanted to do it. Um, and I, I've just slowly built my little arsenal of athletes. So I, Rachel is actually my second, technically, second athlete ever. Um, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I've just slowly, yeah, I've just slowly built up as I've gone. Um, and a, a lot of the stuff I've learned is just from, very, like, what I use in my athletes is just from experience and then just stuff I've learned from my coach as well. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Who is doing your coaching right now? Is it with this? Is does he work with the gym that you guys are at, or is he remote? Oh, so my coach is Michael Vespa. He he his program or his company is called Ruthless in Pursuit, but he hasn't been really promoting it as much anymore. He just kind of he already he has like twenty or twenty five or thirty athletes as well, and he's just slowly going to kind of keeping it kind of close. Stuff. Yeah, um, he's over in Duluth, Minnesota. So oh, okay. he, I, I probably get to see him like four or five times a year in person. Oh, okay. So I, I don't really get to see him that much, but, but he, I started working with him like three and a half years ago or two, three years ago, like on and off a little bit. Gotcha. So, yeah, right I'm on. Probably, I'm probably going to be with him for quite a while. Now. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Cause whatever he's doing, it's working for you guys, obviously. Yep. Yeah. That's okay, awesome. So yeah. <laughs> sweet uh, that's awesome um yeah uh i think that that'll be good for today um but yeah thank you so much for being willing to talk and being willing to meet today and just getting to know you a little bit better and talking to somebody who has kind of seen the best of this sport and also that it can be frustrating sometimes um and talking about a little bit of the things that work and some of the things that maybe don't as well mm -hmm. um uh thank you very much i really appreciate you coming and talking today Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We'll keep in touch in the future for sure. We're excited to see where you where you and Rachel both go. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Have Thank a great you. rest of your day. Yes, of you course. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. All right, bye.